Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. <clears throat> On today's episode of the Loose Change Podcast, we got Kyle. Uh, on today's episode of the Loose Change Podcast, Kyle and Tyler are joined by our guest star, Dan. Uh, not guest star, guest host. Yo. Yeah. On today's episode of the Loose Change Podcast, Kyle and Tyler are joined by our guest host, Dan, to talk everything football. Music, 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 playing some music. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Loose Change Podcast Football Edition. We got Dan, our special guest host. We got Tyler, and we got Kyle. Give them their two cents on everything football. Dan, say hi to the viewers. How's it going, pal? Hello, hello. I'm sure most of the listeners know who I am. <laughs> Here to, For those uh, that don't know, the guy is has never lost a parlay in the his living life. Legend. The might, parlay legend himself. He might only Absolute hit degenerate. But you know, <laughs> you also a Bengals fan. You, you newly made Bengals fan. Yes, bandwagon Bengals fan. Hopped on at when the right When did you start time. cheering for the Bengals, Dan? Uh, you know, uh, just <laughs> just just at the end of uh, just at the beginning of last season. Last season's playoffs. Uh, drafted Joe Burrow yeah. in Dynasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Drafted Joe Burrow in the beginning of Dynasty, and uh. Figured okay. it was a fine time to start cheering for him. Started so that watching was... them play. Thought they were a great, yeah. fun team to watch. And uh, I jumped on at the right time, you could say. That's exactly how I started my football fanship. I drafted Carson Wentz to be my quarterback. And I was like, I guess I'll just cheer for this team. And it worked out. Because here I am with a Super Bowl trip already. Man, what a ride to be on that Philly Super Bowl run. What a ride. It was fun. Kyle, do you remember the last time Ravens won a Super Bowl? I do. I uh, remember watching the game in my basement against the 49ers. So <laughs> that was epic. I punched a hole in the ceiling that game by accident. <laughs> That's how hyped you were. Let's go. I was I was so hyped. I jumped up and put my fist in the air and just doof right into the ceiling. On today's episode, Loose Change Podcast, we'll be going through some of the NFL teams. I mean, we've gone through six weeks. Last week, we just did all of the trophy races, I suppose, the award races. Today's episode, we'll ask what is going on with the primetime games, the Cardinals, the Broncos. We'll do some fantasy starts of the week. Um, but let's start with buying or selling the hype. This team is pretty crazy so far considering i did not expect them to be four and one it's the minnesota vikings leading the nfc north ahead of the packers ahead of the bears and lions obviously but they're playing very well only lost to my undefeated eagles what do you guys think are we buying or selling the hype that this team is up there as a competitor in a playoff game can they go in there and win a couple playoff games kyle what do you think uh, I really struggle with the Vikings going into primetime games and like playoff games. I just don't think Kirk ever gets it done, but I am firmly buying the regular regular season hype of the Vikings. I think yeah, that okay. they have a strong chance of winning sure. the NFC North just because the division as a whole, it doesn't really look that strong. Um, and like, I mean, they have a competing roster. It's just been falling short of expectations in big moments. So yeah. what do you think, Dan? Yeah, you know, if I agree with what you were saying. It's really hard to trust Kirk, especially when it comes to playoff time. Yeah, the playoffs uh, is a different um, story, but are you, you buying know, the hype for the regular season? Yeah, and I feel like past Viking teams that were in the playoffs and competing had a str bit of a stronger defense. And this time around, so far to start the year, 27th in total yards allowed, 29th in passing yards allowed, 16th in rushing yards allowed. Like, that's the thing, though. Somehow, they're, they're 11th in points allowed and 7th on third down conversion. So that's where oh, wow. it looks like they're they're winning the games. But it, they're just giving up too much yardage on the field, and I think it's a – not going to work out for them when they start to play the uh, more competitive teams. And you can't really talk about the Vikings unless you talk about the Packers, because we're talking about buying or selling the hype for the Vikings to do well in the regular season, go on and win this division. 
the Packers have been an absolute shit show. Oh, Harrison man. Lyons obviously Absolutely. won't be competing for the division title. So as it seems much like all like three of us are kind lines. of buying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As much as we want to. I kind of feel like we're all buying the hype on the Vikings to finish with like 12 wins here. Yeah, I mean, the rest of their schedule doesn't look super strong either. Um, I mean, they have those divisional games against the Bears and Lions. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. They, they should walk away with a win in this division. They've got a bye week this week, so they're realistically getting a chance to get healthy because both Cook and uh, Madison were hurt. Um, and honestly, over the next two weeks, like the trade deadlines in 14 days, I think, uh, expect the Vikings to make a splash play. Mm. Like they're going to go sign yeah. Oh, yeah? or trade for, okay. I, I expect it 100%. I think that they're going to move some money around and then they're going to bring in someone to support that secondary a little bit more. Their pass rush has been playing really well. They have always had good linebackers in like Eric Kendricks. So I just, I think that their missing piece right now is probably someone in the back end of that defense, like a corner or safety yeah. that... maybe a struggling team's willing to part ways with make a big splash there i could see that happening we guess we have two weeks to see it happen but yeah why not you're the vikings you look around this division you're probably buying the hype too you're like let's go for this thing Yeah. yeah you have to take the chance right absolutely and transitioning to another nfc team that i can't believe is in this segment still buying or selling the hype Shake my head new york giants Are we buying or selling the hype, Dan? At this point, how can you not? It's like just one of those underdogs. <laughs> I'll tell <teams>. you. <laughs> you, you, it's, you want to doubt them, and every week I do doubt them, and every time I see them biting me in the butt, whether it be doubting Saquon, doubting the defense, because they, they've they've been rough the past few years, but this year it's been honestly quite impressive to see them squeak out tight wins. Yeah, I picked them to beat Chicago, but their other wins, Tennessee, Dallas, Green Bay. Uh, oh, I guess they, they lost to Dallas, but yeah. they beat Carolina. I even remember on the podcast being like, I think Carolina wins that game. Like, fast forward to now, I, I would sound like a goddamn idiot because I thought last year's Giants were this year's Giants. But Kyle, do you you're, give us a voice of reason? Are these Giants going to fucking revert back to the mean already what is going on they're five and one when we start talking about the giants earlier and i was making my notes for the podcast i was like i'm just gonna roast the shit out of the giants (laughs) (laughs) um on paper their offense is brutal like they're 26 in total yards 18th in points and they're 31st in passing a lot of low scoring games very yeah, it's very obvious watching them. Like they're running the ball, they're like fourth in rushing yards, and the offense runs through Saquon. Sure. So I was like, you know what? They can't keep this up. Their next four games are Jacksonville, Seattle, Houston, and Detroit. So even if they went two and two, they'd be seven yeah. and three. Yeah, like the Giants are making the playoffs. It's gonna happen. Uh, wow, the NFC as a whole is underperforming. And as much as I hate it, they're just playing like disciplined, clean football right now. And they're controlling the clock, which is huge. It's what like the Ravens want to be doing. And they're just giving everything away. Yeah. I mean, how can you be a team that does anything in the playoffs though? Or like anyone's scared of when you're only averaging 154 pass yards a game. Only person worse than you is the Chicago bears. Like, this is a team that cannot pass out of the trouble. So if they go down a couple of scores, they unless like Lamar Jackson's on the other side of the field and will fumble it twice, they're probably not going to win that game. So yeah. I don't know about them in the future. And as an Eagles fan, I have to say I'm selling the hype. But when you say you look at the schedule, how don't you look at this team? Like, yeah. okay, they're at least winning one or two games the next four too. So, yeah, like, do you think that they make like the that. playoffs, though, Tyler? I guess that should be the question, eh? Uh, yeah. what do you guys I'll pass think? it off to Dan. That... Dan, are they making the playoffs? I mean, they got to at least take a wild card, right? Just like, the, like you said, with the schedule, 
If they go two and so two, they're, they're seven and three. The NFC sucks too, right? Like th- there's not yeah. many good teams. Expanded playoffs. I think they do make they, the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the Packers, the Rams, the Bucks, they've all been underperforming. So, I mean, at the beginning of the year, if you told me that the Rams were going to miss playoffs, but the Giants made it, I would have laughed. How about yeah. this? What if I told you that Daniel Jones will lead a team to a better record than Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers did? Like, how is this real life? Danny Dimes. Yeah, it I looks think like we're finally entering a new era of quarterback. This might be one of the worst things to happen to the Giants, <laughs> though, because like this draft up coming up is apparently stacked. I'm, I haven't scouted or anything but what i've heard is that there's a bunch of good quarterbacks dude if you somehow come out of this year and you start next year with danny dimes still as the starting quarterback for the giants like it's just a big middle finger to your fan base the guy's not it yeah he's just a guy that i cannot get behind i don't can't know do it, it for danny dimes he's like I, worse like than organized- wins the organization has so much faith in him though. Like supposedly they came in like this coaching staff came in and from day one was like, Daniel Jones is our guy. Like that's, what's been communicated in the locker room all year is like, he is our guy moving forward. So where we're all sitting at home going, what do you do with Daniel Jones? Like, you just got to get a quarterback next year after you go. Oh, and 17. And they're like, like, Hey man, you're our talent around him. Like yeah, David Stills is huge. (laughs) I feel like he's a he's had like some decent wide receivers around him. Like he hasn't really had an O line until like this year's still not great. But yeah, I guess yeah, you can't throw if you're getting put on your back the whole time. And he has had to had to learn a new offense every single year. So I get like it has been really tough on Daniel Jones so far through the NFL. But yeah, like you know, I still can't buy the hype. So. I'll That's buy the hype that they're a playoff team, but they're going to be like 10 point underdogs in the first round and get demolished. That's my take. Do you guys, do you guys see the giants making a splash before the trade deadline? You like can't. they go out and trade for a wide receiver. You cannot give up a draft pick. If you're the giants, you're not winning a super bowl this year. I don't you're, care if you're, you're five eight and one. And you could be seven and oh, I don't think this is the year the giants. Yeah. Do anything. This is, this is a year they probably are going to, not enjoy like tyler said like this is kind of shooting yourself in the foot here where you could make the playoffs but you need the draft pick and you don't really make the the ground you need to make so i could see them maybe trying to move some bad contracts or a player maybe like i'm thinking kenny galladay if someone wants to trade for kenny galladay they'll do it sure but yeah no one's doing that. yeah, yeah. but like you yeah, exactly. That's my only thought is maybe they try to dump bad contracts, maybe move a player to get a draft pick. I wouldn't see them moving a draft pick for a player, though. How the hell are the New York Jets also good at the same time as the New York Giants? <laughs> New York screaming. How? I mean, Buffalo's oh, in New man. York, too. They got three powerhouses, it looks like. I think that this just has to do with the Jets nailing the draft. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The Patriots are the worst team in that division. <laughs> um, and I'll, uh, a lot of that. So I like, hate the Patriots. <laughs> I, I got like so, some controversy from saying that early on with like some Patriots fans and um, just people in general, because everyone was like the jets are the worst team in the nfc east like i don't care how low you are on the patriots the jets are the worst team but you look at this jets Jets. draft and they went and they got the best corner in the draft in sauce guard the best running back in the draft in Brees hall and then arguably one of the top three wide receivers in the draft in garrett wilson so that and like you still added jermaine johnson who like just solidifies a good defense and because they hit on all of those picks it just like puts you ahead of that rebuild curve you start to match up really well against teams like the Patriots in your division where you now have what's looking to be like a shutdown corner and who's he have to shut down Jacoby Myers like this guy's out there playing against like Tyreek Hill and taking him out of games or like making him at least a a non-factor 
to the point that like the Jets don't have to scheme their whole defense around them. So I don't know. Like I don't, I still think that the Jets probably don't make playoffs just because like even they play the Broncos D this week. And I think Zach Wilson's going to have a really difficult time with it, but they're going to be like a 0.500 team. Like they're going to be like an eight and nine team, I think at the end of the year. Yeah, it yeah. looks like they have a, a lot of big division matchups coming up. They got the game against the Bills and then those two games against the Pats. It's going to be interesting to see how those games kind of decide the way the division looks at the end of the year. Their defense has been so good. Like I understand that Rodgers and Green Bay hasn't looked the same at all this year. Held them to 10 points, though. They're 4-2. and two. Both their losses, they scored 9 and 12 points so it looks like their defense is playing great hmm? three and oh with zach wilson though oh really yeah there you go you're three and oh with your franchise quarterback and he's doing exactly what you want to do not throw picks and give the ball to Brees hall exactly. which is a great game plan yeah he's only got two picks through three weeks and like both the offense week is one clearly sure that he was back in yeah too. yeah so I mean, didn't start off great, but he was coming off of an injury, kind of had to get his feet wet. And I don't think he saw as much preseason action. I don't even remember if he played much in the preseason. Um, got hurt. So, yeah. I, Are you I think... buying the hype, though? You're not buying that they're making playoffs, but you're buying an 8-9 and nine start? Eight, nine yeah, like I'm, I'm buying that they're going to exceed expectations this year. Yeah, but I, I do yeah. think that they're not a playoff team. Uh, I just think that the future looks really bright if you're a New York Jets fan. They're over under at the start of the season was five and a half, Dan. Looks like they're going to clear that with four wins already. Are you buying the hype that they're going to finish above 500 or just below? I think they could. I think they'll struggle in those games at the end of the year against the Bills, but they got some winnable games against the Bears, the Pats, the yeah. Lions, the Jags, the Seahawks. Seattle. Those all yeah. seem like winnable, winnable games to me. So I could definitely see them, uh, yeah, finishing over that mark. Um, and I'm honestly going to be keeping an eye on them towards the end of the year because I think they'll have some fun games against the Bills there. That's uh, I'm looking forward to those. Me too. I can't believe that I'm actually looking forward to a Jets game. I've watched more Who Jets games thought? this year than the last three years combined. Yeah, and if we're uh, we're comparing New York quarterbacks here, I'm taking Zach Wilson 10 times out of 10. Oh, yeah. Daniel Jones. Yeah. Same, Kyle? No, I would take Daniel Jones. Really? Oh, wow. Mm. I think I would, take, Wilson, yeah. I would have taken Daniel Jones up until this offseason when it leaked that Zach Wilson is out here banging everyone's mom. I'm now <laughs> yeah, firmly aligned with Zach Wilson being the better quarterback. There's yeah, something about the yeah, swagger and mental part of it quit. that he just yeah, has. That's the street cred right there. Yeah, the street cred. I think DeBull is going to turn Daniel Jones into like a discount Josh Allen. DeBull's been playing his, like what a team because it's the same team that Joe Judge had last year and DeBull's just playing well. I guess we're both yeah. and all of us are buying the hype on the football teams, the Giants and the Jets. We're kind of buying the hype on the Vikings until playoff time and primetime Kirk comes back. And that brings us to our next segment. What the fuck is going on with primetime games? These games have been absolute shitters. I'm talking about Thursday night specifically. Why the fuck are we forced to watch this? How did Amazon pay knowing the schedule was going to come out? (laughs) This is wild. Amazon got absolutely finessed in this deal. Um, <laughs> like I'm sitting Bezos here watching these Thursday night man. football games, and I'm like, "What is happening? Like, this isn't even football." Um, but a lot of it just has to do with teams falling well short of expectations, like just completely yes. flat. Yeah. Um, if you look at the schedule going into the year, you started off with the Rams versus the Bills and the Chargers versus the Chiefs. Yeah, some good Chiefs. games on paper. Yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, you have teams like the Rams have just been completely flat. The Chargers have been subpar. The Broncos have had four primetime games in six weeks, and 
they're the, the worst offense scored. in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, thanks, they're guys. 15, point, 15 points a game. Just what I wanted to see. Russ um, cooking some KD, man. <laughs> like Russ he's burnt his KD, and he's just eating the cheese powder. Like no water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man, this race has so been hard, Russell. With those, I'm, I'm disappointed in those Broncos, man. They should have been way more fun to watch than that. Yeah, I oh, mean, cool. primetime as a whole has been shit, and the Broncos being on primetime has been a big part of that. We can ask also, what the fuck is going on with the Broncos? Let's start with the defense because it's quick. They're good. Their defense is good. Yeah. So yes. if their offense can put it together, they will be a very scary team to beat late in the season. I have zero faith at all that this team could figure it out. And I completely blame the coaching. Well, 70% coaching, 30% quarterback play. I think they have the weapons and everything else. I think their scheme is terrible and their quarterback is maybe even worse. How we feel about the coaching? I hate the coaching. I think that it's just bad coaching. Like Daniel Hackett should not be a head coach in the NFL. Um, Russ started off like pretty strong last uh, I guess it was Monday night. You 170 know, like yards in the first 10. half. Yeah, like he's playing extremely well. 15 yards in the second half. And overtime. You bench Melvin Gordon for Latavius Mortar. And, uh, yeah, and overtime. You bench Gordon. I cannot Gordon believe and... that. Yeah, like it was just so bad. They're the worst offense in the league. And Nathaniel Hockett's a previous OC. Like he's an offensive-minded head coach that is – he just got carried by Aaron Rodgers for years. So it seems like all of Broncos... Green Bay was carried by Aaron Rodgers for years at this Latavius point. Latavius Murray is not going to solve that offense's problem. Yeah, I can tell like, you that much. I get that no. Gordon's been fumbling, but like you heard the press conference after Kyle, like Nathaniel Hackett was just dilly dallying around the question and basically didn't answer it. So, like, not suggesting any reason for his best running back to be out of the game clearly the running back that knows the most plays in the book for sure i just can't believe that this guy that was on the saints practice squad two weeks ago is taking melvin gordon's job and it doesn't have anything to do with coaching it absolutely does and that's just one slice of it their red zone offense is terrible terrible yeah. thank god i have mcmanus as my field goal kicker in fantasy because every time they're in the red zone it's guaranteed three points yeah, and they're like 30th on third down conversion percentage too. So it's like, where where do you want your coaches to come up big? Your red third zone opportunities, and red your zone. third down percentage opportunities. Yeah. And that's where they're falling short. So like no one can convince me that it's not Hackett. That's the problem. We've seen Russ be successful. We've seen this offense run through uh, Drew Locke and be successful. So like if you can win games with Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke, then you should be winning more games with Russ and they're not, which just 100% convinces me that Hackett was not the move. So Dan, what do they do from here? Rest of the season, assuming Hackett's on board until the off season, he's dismissed in the off season. What do they do until then? How do they get better? That's a, they got a, it's a tough question. It's a question to answer because I thought the answer was Russell Wilson in the offseason. I thought that going in, I was pretty confident in the Broncos, to be honest, in Hackett and Russ. And now that it's it, we've seen it in action, it's it's tough to say because now they might be dead. Yeah, they might be dead <laughs> in the water here. The whole kitchen burnt. Yeah, I I don't know how you fix this mess they've made to be quite honest because russ is a big commitment and they sold you a lot of it yeah like you have to you, ride with russ you have yeah. to fix it yeah like you there's have no... to find an offense that works with them because when you look at the wide receivers i i believe the wide receiver talent is there which is really confusing me why they aren't getting it done on that end because the talent should be there in Jerry, Judy, Corlin, Sutton. We've seen them produce with lesser quarterbacks. And you think with a better quarterback, we'd see better play out of them, but we just haven't. 
they're not targeting their playmakers though like they're not getting the ball in their playmakers which comes back to the coaching right so yeah it could be russ maybe it is russ just saying fuck the coach's play call i'm gonna do my own thing but it can't be it has to be this goddamn coaching staff yeah so wait waiting it out to the end of the year with hackett man it it doesn't even matter if it's russ like you you have to commit to Russ at this point. So you can't sit there and go, okay, Russ is the problem. We're just going to eat 250 mil. Right. So if you're struggling, you have to try something to make a change. So like Hackett's got to be that change unless they go and make a big splash in free agency, but like, or uh, in um, at the trade deadline, but like, are you going out and giving up more picks? Like you just gave away picks to seattle for russ paid him this huge contract and there's not like a glaring hole on this team where you're like wow he really needs something to help him it's just someone needs to run this team better yeah i mean we've yeah we all agree get this goddamn coach out of there and they gotta come up with him too quick get him off prime time too please please get the broncos off prime time and they got to come up with answer, answers quick because their schedule towards the end of the year looks rough, man. They're getting they, booed already so loud yeah. at home, too. Like, yeah, you need some answers real quick. Yeah. Man, I'd be you got the Ravens. 15 points a game. The Chiefs, <laughs> the Rams, the Chiefs again. Oof. The Chargers at the end of the year. <laughs> we Double knew that division was going to be killer, but holy shit. Good luck. Oh, well. They got a buy coming up at least, so yeah, maybe Move. that'll help them out. Moving on yeah, from the two and four Broncos that are always Please. shitting the bet on prime time, the Cardinals are two and four and oh. are going to be on prime time television. It's when this episode comes out, the game will be coming on this night, so we won't go too deep into it in case you guys listen to the episode on Friday or Saturday. But what is going on with the Cardinals' offense? They can't score first half points and that is also coaching if you look at like coach to be fired next cliff kingsbury has plummeted to the top of the list plummeted not sure if that's the word but he's at the top of the list now as most likely to be fired next is this a matter of quarterback or play caller or is it something else dan you know i was watching the game last weekend and I was telling you guys before the podcast. So like you watch that offense and when you see it run, it looks like it should work, but they're just not getting the completions. They're just not making the plays happen. It, like Ertz will be open. Mm. A wide receiver will be open. Murray will overthrow it. It'll bounce off his hands. A DB will make a great play. They'll get a couple of the first downs, but then they just can't make it into the red zone and score. And it's a, the Cardinals are a team I'd love to believe in because in past seasons you've make seen them make those big comebacks. They were seven and zero last year. Exactly. They they I loved watching them last year. Uh, you've seen them make some great comebacks before, so I feel like they're one of the teams we've been down a lot of teams. This is a team I, I still might believe in because. It, they, they've had that magic before, but so far this year, it's not looking great, and I can understand why their head coach is favored to be fired. Yeah. Do you think D-Hop makes a big difference, Kyle, or is it really just this coaching staff or quarterback that's pulling them down? It's so hard to say because, like Dan said, like they started off 7-0 and last year, and yeah. like they, there hasn't been very many changes. It's like you still have the consistency in the coaching staff. You still yeah. have Kyler. Your they lost their pass rush a little bit. That much. Their pass rush. Their is pass worse. rush has kind of dropped off a bit. But I mean, that doesn't um, change the offense. Like the offense has been awful. Yeah, and that's like, a good point. Maybe it's maybe it's bad luck. But like Murray has six passing touchdowns on the year. He's only throwing one pass touchdown a game, and they put up three points last week against the Seahawks defense, which is the one of the worst defenses in the league. Can't like, how have do you? That cannot have you can't like your defense scored more points points than you yeah (laughs) like their defense scored more points than them it's just i i think hopkins was going to help turn this team around but now you lose hollywood brown for like four to six weeks and robbie anderson isn't worth a fuck at all so yeah i mean 
is Anderson going to play? Sure. Is he going to stretch the field? Sure. But like, I don't think Hopkins is the guy everyone is expecting him to come back and be. Yes, he's still going to be a good wide receiver, but he's not going to be this like top five wide receiver. Anymore. That's exactly it. And mm-hmm. now, now you again have just one focal point of your offense. Either Kyler's carrying the ball or Hopkins is getting the ball. So especially when players like Ertz are fumbling these opportunities and they're like dropping catches and stuff, you just, you can't have that in this offense right now because they're just, they're losing. And even with the return of a receiver like Hopkins, I don't know if like a top five, even if he plays top five, I don't know if like that's what takes them to the next level to make a deep playoff run just right, the way they're two and playing. four right now they yeah are if they to make miss it the playoffs. if they make it yeah exactly but i mean you also play in the nfc west which right now is pretty wide open because the rams have kind of fallen short of expectations the 49ers have looked good but they're still three and three and lead that division so i mean yeah they're I only one game be behind in, in this division Plus 500 to make the playoffs. So Vegas odds and statistical odds makers are very much against the Arizona Cardinals doing this. I think oh. they probably have a better chance than one in five as implied here. But mm-hmm. I am I am wondering what is going on. And let's say they have this blow up game Thursday night. How quickly does the Kingsbury heat get like onto ESPN every day we're talking about on the Pat McAfee show loose change podcast has to talk about it you know like it's we're getting close to a blow up they better start winning games and winning games with some offense like you pointed out three points last week you better make it 30 this week yeah Yeah, it's not happening this week the Saints defense is the uh, fantasy defense of the week if you still have some defenses uh, in your fantasy football leagues uh, there's a lot of popular defenses that are going on by this week like you've got the eagles the rams the bills the vikings have all been like pretty stout defenses so you might be looking for a spot start and i'm without hesitation starting the saints deep they haven't been a great defense in general but with the way that the cardinals are playing right now they're just they're struggling really badly. Uh, the new COD pre-releases tomorrow. So oh, no. I don't even know if Kyler Murray is going to show up to the game. Personal um, day. And, yeah, he's taking the day off. Calling in um, sick, and, baby. Yeah, and I think I think this comes down to the coaching, and I think this comes down to the third downs. And Cardinals, uh, they've struggled on third down. They're 28th in the lead. They're only converting 34% of their third downs, which is not good. And New Orleans is fifth uh, on third down defense or tied for fifth. So I, I expect that's where this game is won or lost. And I think the Saints win that battle. So I have the 49ers as my fantasy defense. And I, as we speak, I just added the, uh, the Saints as my, um, as I put the 49ers on my bench, because the 49ers play the Chiefs. I'd much rather take my Saints chances against the Cardinals. For sure. That transition's great, Kyle, and our fantasy starts of the week. So you got the Saints as a top, what, three, five defense on the week? Absolutely, yeah. I put them top five for sure. I have Ramondre Stevenson. As, Kyle, you were pointing out earlier uh, before the podcast started that I was like, what What do I do for fantasy starts of the week? You're like, "What have, does anyone have Stevenson yet? I'm like, okay, that sounds like the number one RB. He's playing the Bears. There's no Damian Harris. Name a running back that's going to finish with more fantasy points than him. I'll wait. With the teams that are on bye this week, it's very possible that uh, he's the RB1 on the week. Like They've been just feeding the ball to Stevenson. And the Bears have one of the worst rushing defenses in the entire league. So, yeah, like they're just... Ramondre is going to get the ball probably 25 to 30 times. I don't think that like 150 yards is out of the, out of the question this week. And I don't think anyone's wondering, should I start Ramondre Stevenson this week? No, obviously you have him in your lineup, but DFS, you know, you play in some daily fantasy. This guy might be the number one play. I think the winning team will have Stevenson on his team. I agree. That's a good pick. Do you have any running back starts of the week, Danny Castle? 
Yes, I've been itching as you guys have been talking about Stevenson. I think there's someone who could top him. Who? A bit more of an obvious one. Of the course, king. if you're starting, you having uh, if you're starting, if you have him, you are starting him already. <laughs> you are. Absolutely, you are. He's so flustered already. He loves the it. Can, yeah, he gets me hot and heavy with his big sturdy <laughs> body. Derrick Henry, baby. Oh, walking, watching because those workout videos. Who's he playing? Yeah, man. He plays the stinky Colts. Oh, the Colts are stinky. Yes, they yeah. that are twenty first running defense in the league They're this that year. Bad, eh? Wow. Yes, they are bad on the run this year, and I feel like it's a big game for both teams coming into it. They're both kind of middle of the road right now, but they're both not great. I don't believe in Tannehill this year. He's no. definitely regressed. Everybody's noticed that. Everybody's mentioned it. Uh, and I think this is a game that is important, so they're going to rely on their best player on the offense, and that is Derrick Henry. So I think it's going to be one of those classic Derrick Henry games where we see him get lots of touches, lots of yards, and maybe a touchdown or two. And how I think I might even maybe throw three. a first down touchdown of the game parlay on Henry. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Henry first parlay. touchdown. That's so gutty. Henry yes, two touchdowns. I guess it'd be a prop just, bet if it's yeah. So, just, maybe maybe a little sprinkle on the in a parlay somewhere. But <laughs> so let me ask you: Do you think Danny parlay? Because um, Mr. Shaquille Leonard returned to practice today. Ooh. So do you think that the return of Leonard this week um, makes that Colts defense a little bit better against the run game, or do you think that Henry is still the guy like you think he's the rb1 this week well i'm not sure how they've been ramping like i don't know if it's been like a slow progression for leonard's return or not i haven't been keeping up with his health he had a concussion and a broken nose (laughs) i feel he might bump it up a little bit but i don't know if the one man is going to make a difference when it comes to stopping derrick henry when it comes to stopping other running backs maybe but derrick henry's a different story eh? yeah it's a different story yeah i'm with you but we shall see i definitely agree that stevenson is probably your best value this week when it comes to getting value out of a fantasy running back but derrick henry i think he might be our rb1 this week yeah and i mean you're obviously starting Derrick Henry and Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, someone you might not be starting, and I think could have a great game in the same game here, is Alec Pierce, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts have zero downfield threats outside of Pierce. At some point, they need to stretch the field, and Pierce has actually been getting some targets. He's got two touchdowns in the last three games. He's, you know, a, a younger guy. He's getting worked in the offense. As the weeks have gone on, his snaps have gone up. So I think against a, a you know, a Tennessee Titans pass defense that is, they're not great. They're 32nd in the league, allowing 290 <laughs> pass yards against. I think yeah, Alec Pierce good. might be a good play here. He Ooh. might be not in your starting lineup right now. I think you look at like a Chris Olave who's a question mark with Thursday night football, the defense, the quarterback, and his matchup. I'd rather start Alec Pierce than like a Chris Olave or something. Alec Pierce, yeah. put him down for 10 and a half at least fantasy points. You've also got a ton of, you've got a ton of the big name wide receivers on by this week too. So people are looking for those spot starts. Like if you have Justin yeah. Jefferson, AJ Brown, Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, yeah. like you know, even Gabe Davis at this point, like you got to mention him in that conversation. Absolutely. Like people are looking for starts. Andrew, if yeah. you're listening to this, Alec Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> Alec Pierce. Kyle, you have any wide receivers? So I do not have a wide receiver uh, okay. start of the week. I have a quarterback start of the week, though. Who? So I'm rolling with the return of Mr. Tua Tagovailoa. Is that how you yeah. pronounce it? I actually have no idea. I think so. I don't know. I should have just gone with Tua. <laughs> but that's um, how everyone calls him, right? Because like no one has a clue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now he, his brother's gonna get in the league, and they're gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, I had to say this name twice as much." Is he a quarterback too? Yeah, for Maryland. No yeah. shit. Yeah, so that'll be pretty epic. But um, yeah, I mean, Tua 
led the Dolphins to a 3-0 start. They're 0-3 since he went out with a really scary injury and concussion. They've been clearly taking their time bringing him back. He cleared concussion protocol last week, um, and they just didn't bother even having him in the game. Um, and, I mean, like, this this team has so many weapons, and they're now going against the one of the worst defenses in the league right now in yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. So... Pittsburgh does not match up well against Miami. They don't have any corners that can match up with Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill. And their pass rush is struggling without TJ Watt. So I think as much as the Steelers defense has been good in the past, they've been very bad this year. Minka Fitzpatrick might miss the game. TJ Watt's not coming back this week. And I think Tua is going to have a top five fantasy wow. week right back into position. it eh yeah yeah like he's, I agree. he's gonna come out slinging um i'm expecting like 350 yards and like four touchdowns from Tua. like he's gonna have such a good week and again like some people need these starts this week so if you have one of those bigger names like kirk cousins on by that was a joke by the way but um <laughs> you have one of those guys on by you just you put Tua in no, yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Why yeah, not? That. My I'm waddle uh, stocks are missing them desperately. Yeah. Yeah, the Dolphins are also a team I still have a bit of a belief in. Because the that like Kyle said, they have a lot of weapons. They're seem to have like a good offense and good defensive game plan this year. I like their I coach. Really, yeah, I love their coach. Yeah. Uh, I like their schedule going into the next couple of games. Steelers, Lions, Bears, Browns, bye. Like, I feel like uh, they have a, a chance to kind of beef up that record a little bit and maybe make a run at the end of the year for one of those playoff spots. Yeah, we talk You're a like lot a- of Dolphins on this podcast, but we do love them this year. I like them. Yeah. I do like them this year. Dan is Dan's also a-, a fan. Dan's a closet Miami fan, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he cheered Dolphins for Miami my for so long. In your past yeah. life. Yeah. He cheered for the Dolphins for so long. and They burned me too said, many times. Man. I think that's nah. fair, pal. You I don't get have the fortitude of a Leafs fan. And then they go out and get Wrong Tyree podcast. Kill. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking leaves um yeah okay so that <laughs> does it for fantasy stars of the week unless you guys want to do tight ends let's do tight ends and then finish yes. it off yes i uh dug through the scary world of starting tight ends and fantasy football it's and stumbled upon <laughs> a nugget of gold terrible and that nugget of gold has a beautiful mullet and his that mullet wearing nugget is robert tanyan <laughs> really <laughs> Tiny yes. has a molly? I didn't know. Yeah, he has a nice set of hair, man. There we go. Uh, Robert Tanyan. <laughs> the start of the week. Yes. Robert Tanyan is the tight end start of the week for he me. Had like 90 yards last week, right? It was yeah. ridiculous. And if there's anything we know about Aaron Rodgers is that when he finds a favorite, he feeds them. And the way that wide receiver room has just been a whirlwind of confusion, I feel like Tanyan yeah. could just be that rock for Aaron Rodgers. It, going into this week and probably in the next few weeks, you could see some value of, out of Tanyan. No Cobb, uh, right? There you go. Extra couple Yeah, targets. and really, yeah. if you look at it, like Cobb, there was no Cobb anyways, even when he was on the field. He didn't it, do uh, Yeah, he hasn't been getting the looks he used to get. Lazard, I like Lazard, but I I think Tanyan could be a a bit of consistency for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, And honestly, there was a lot of question marks about Tanyan going into the year, and and I was a fan. I was a fan because he he was one of the one of the only familiar faces for Rodgers going into the into the year. Well, that's true. Him and Lazard, that's it. Yeah. So people. People were really high on Tanyan last year. Like he had such a good yeah season like, the year before, and then he goes out and he tours ACL. I think right. Yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. Mean, so because people were unsure if he was going to start the year, so I think the hype kind of died off. But I think I picked him up in like the second last round of our keeper league, 
and he's I've gotten a lot of really good value out of him and yeah I just thought like he had a chance to kind of bounce back with the wide receiver room being wide open and I think uh, he'd be good for an anytime touchdown Pitts or Tunyon this week Kyle if you had to start one Pitts or Tunyon uh, Pitts against Bengals, Tunyon at Washington. I would still start Pitts. Just I would start Tunyon. He owes Ooh. me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I like. I think Tunyon's definitely got a way safer floor. Like it, it kind of depends on how what your matchup looks like. If you just need those consistent points, like maybe the guy you're going against has a few of his studs on by you're projected to win the matchup and you just need that floor. I would be going Tunyon, but most of the time I'm, I'm chasing ceiling and I don't think Tunyon has like a, a 150 yard touchdown outcome in the realm of possibilities whereas you you have to start fair enough i agree with the floor point and i think if you simulated this week 10 times i think tunyon has a better fantasy performance more than five times so yeah but do you think that pitts or tunyon would have the most points out of the 10 simulations Tunyon, I I'm high on Tunyon. Also, really? I, I I'm high on Tunyon's matchup. The fucking the Commanders stink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah. stink. The Bengals defense yeah. is better than the Commanders. Ro- you know, Rogers is hungry for a win, so he is winning this game for sure. Uh, that <laughs> leads us perfectly into survivor picks. Um, yes, survivor picks. I I lost last week with my Buccaneers pick. It was brutal. Kyle, who'd <laughs> you pick? Did you did you win? Uh, I did win mine last week. Who did I? I had picked the Rams over Carolina last week. There you go. That was a easy so, get back game for the Rams. Easy to see that just, happen. Sometimes you just got to take the dub in the survivor picks. Um, the survive. Rams weren't a team that I felt comfortable with for a lot of their matchups just because they've struggled. Um, so I, I think it's picking your picking the matchups that are like still relatively good favorites, but. Mm-hmm. not burning some of those key uh matchups that you might want back so this week if you I haven't burnt the roll... packers yet that's a good fucking burn right now with the commanders because yeah. i don't like them at all yeah. to your point like this season i don't want to pick the packers yeah. again so i'm taking yeah this packers week. are very volatile this would be a perfect that's... week to take them in my opinion yeah who are you taking kyle I can't... I can't remember if I've taken the Packers yet. Have you have double check. I have. Okay, yeah. so can't do that. Um, no, I was. I'm going the route of the Bengals. The Bengals are again that team that I haven't seen a lot of consistency out of. Some weeks they look really good, and Jamar Chase just goes crazy. And some weeks, Joe Burrow is just on his ass the entire game. They're yeah. not getting the ball to their playmakers. Um, so and they've been starting assuming, slow this year too. Yeah, so I mean, the Falcons, really I think it's still going to be Bengals. a decent game, but the, the Bengals should beat the Falcons. They're at home. Yeah. And I did see Jamar Chase and T. Higgins both miss practice today, but assuming that they're both healthy, um, take the Bengals. Right on. Do you have any survivor pick, Dan? Yeah, uh, lucky for me, I got an email this week uh, from my second survivor pool saying, Oh, it's over already. Uh, do we want to restart it? There we so, go. <laughs> we're going for round two. Round two, baby. Good old fashioned uh, email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, he accepts the transfer, so it, it is true that archaic. Um, yeah, I really like the Packers. Packers are good. Love the Bengals. Maybe a few risky ones you could go. Broncos. Nope. <laughs> I'm not doing exactly that. Exactly right. I'm not doing Bronco. that. Not or you could that. take the Jets if you want. I and, fucking and you, hate the Patriots, but they play the Bears in New England. So if you want to get the Patriots favorite. off your uh off your list, take the Patriots. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, you could also yeah, that's a good one. There's a lot of matchups. Like you, you could use the Chargers against the Seahawks. The Chargers are gonna have a heyday against the Seahawks D. You could do the Bucks against the Panthers, but yeah, yeah. Chargers is definitely the 
probably one of the safest picks on the board, in my opinion. Yeah. Unless you really buy the Geno hype. Well, let's get a little friskier with some picks. Let's let's put some money down. You know what I mean? Let's do a classic loose change lock of the week. We haven't done it in a while. None of them have hit yet. We've submitted three, and Kyle and I are 0 for 3. And that's why we bring on Parlay King Dan to the episode. It's been an hour, and it's all just come down to this. The making or breaking of this episode will be on if you hit this parlay or not. So, Dan... Yeah, is what this is how I get my parlay? invite back? If it hits, I'm back. If, if not, you I'm hit this, you exiled will be... off the island. That's right. You are the number one podcaster in the loose change era. If it, loses... if you're listening, if you're listening to this, you have to share the video with someone after you win money off Dan. That's, that's yeah. The you have to, that's you have to share trade. the podcast after Dan makes share you some podcast. cash. So Dan, Dan make us some money. I think we were we were uh, brainstorming before the podcast. Sure, didn't get a chance to do a lot of research because wanted to make sure sure I had my notes in order. It's Wednesday, also. but yes, usually I like to uh, you know put in the work, do a little research. But on the fly, I think we were liking the two of our loose change podcast home teams. We were looking at the Ravens and the Bengals taking. I'm confident enough in them. I think they can both hit the spread this week. I could see the Bengals winning by a touchdown. I can see the Ravens winning by a touchdown. Six and a half. I love that. For sure. Taking them. I'm not sure what the. You parlay that together. It's plus 264. Yes. I love that. 264. I love it. What do you think about Giants at plus three, Dan? Are you adding that into the parlay, or Ooh, if, you, you're feeling, you the, if you're feeling, if you're feeling, no frisky, way the Jags went by more than a field goal if they yeah. win, right? I In Jacksonville, Giants, Giants plus three. That's worth a bet too, Kyle. I don't hate it at all, but it's Dan, and yeah. we suck at betting, so I want I want to pressure him. Dan, are we okay like with I, betting that? Like I said, the Jets. We've the Giants have burned me all year. Maybe this is time the time I need to trust them. I'll pay you back. I'm pretty sure the Falcons yeah. are like seven and zero against the spread or something. This that's year. the thing. Or I keep doubting the yeah. Giants. I keep doubting the Giants. So maybe if I believe in them and trust in them, <laughs> yeah, put your put hit. your money in Brian DeBull's wallet. Yes, he will repay you. It feels weird to bet on the Giants as an Eagles fan, but I think I might do it. Plus three. Here yeah, we let's go. lock it in. Let's lock it in. If you probably all three of those, the spread of the Bengals, the spread of the Ravens, and the spread of the Giants, it is plus 600. So go on. Six topple your money if you want to. Yeah, it depends how risky you want to take it. If you're just feeling a little adventurous, Bengals, Ravens spread. But if you are a little more on the wild side, add in the Giants. If you're a goddamn Jujurner, like Tyler Two Cents over here. Parlay all the t- all the games together, put a dollar yeah, down, to win the... a million. I have one dollar. <laughs> That's where all the loose change goes. Yeah, the... tweet that. That's well done. All right, <laughs> so I think that does it for the episode, guys. That's that's great. Our first yeah, ever guest. Thanks for best thanks podcast for being here, I've Dan. ever been on. Yeah, that was fucking awesome, Dan. Thank you so much. We'd love to have you again. Um, We'll talk about in the future. Leave a review if you haven't. We don't ask for reviews a lot, but if you're still listening an hour in, please leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. And um, since we were talking about the Vikings, I'll end on a Vikings joke. Uh, Hey, Kyle, how do Vikings communicate? How? They use Norris code. hey (laughs) That was the fucking worst joke I've told on this podcast. I'm really sorry about that.